Riv. And I'm Roof. And welcome to a Riv and Roof thing. Today's episode, which is number three, is one in which we will be delving into the fascinating world of literature. It's a very large topic of discussion, but we will be specifically exploring the relevance of poetry in our daily lives and its place in the contemporary literature examination. We'll also dive into the debate surrounding what qualifies as literature in the age of AI-generated poetry and the challenges of authenticity in this digital era. We have a special guest coming in who has a background in English and literature and her final year thesis paper, which she is currently stressing about, is on contemporary literature, specifically from Ireland. Wow. Yeah. So let's see what she has to say. Over to you, Ruth. Thanks, Riv. Okay, so the first question that we're going to be asking you, Shah, is under the topic of contemporary literature examination. So what qualifies as literature in the contemporary era? With the advent of ChatGPT and AI-generated poetry, there arises a significant question regarding authenticity. So additionally, the proliferation of borrowed narratives and novelties complicates this discourse. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's like a multifaceted question. So, first of all, we have to deal with the question of contemporary. You can think about contemporary as a period, like coming after 1945, as a collection of characteristics. You can think about it as the literal definition of contemporary, which is happening today in the present day. But, you know, then again, the modern day is always changing. So, there's that complication. So taking literature in the, contempor- in the contemporary era, um, as you said, with the advent of ChatGPT and AI poetry, right? There's this question of, you know, is anything authentic anymore? Is anything novel anymore? And I would agree, well, I would disagree that AI could create truly novel pieces of literature today because, you know, it's borrowed, it's rebuilt and reconstructed from things that have already been produced. So there's a limit to which, you know, the products of AI and ChatGPT are truly authentic, so to speak. You know, it's all about um, how creators and writers and poets today choose to present. Well, okay, I would say that there is a limit to which um, works generated by AI and by ChatGPT can actually be truly novel and authentic, you know, because again, like I said, they've been borrowed, they've been reconstructed and rebuilt from past works, so they're not really new and refreshed. Well, it's a bit of a segue, but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm writing my thesis on Irish literature, and there's always been the question of, you know, how do Irish writers, um, how have they been able to consistently, you know, um, do so well in the literary um, sphere. They've been consistently able to win numerous Nobel Prizes, Booker Prizes, I think Booker Prizes. Mm -hmm. Um, Not too sure about that. But you can go check it out, dear listeners and friends. <laughs> yeah, fact check. Sure. Oh, yeah, fact check for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, what's some examples? Yeah. So uh, a lot of the new contemporary short stories that are coming out of Irish literature right now are really quite interesting because they don't really talk about important things per se. It could just be some something as simple as you know talking about a happy marriage, but. That's not... No? No, that does not sound like something simple or mundane, though. No, I think it is. Happy marriage. 
is something to be treasured and cherished, no? Mm, it's hard to come back. Hard to yeah. come back. Yeah. Mm, so it's deeper see. than we think, eh? Well, okay, maybe a better example would be talking about... Okay, I was just reading this on the train. Okay, so The Cheerleader by Kathy Sweeney. The cheerleader had a God-given talent for cheerleading. On days when the wind cracked stones, she smothered herself in Vaseline and cheered on in the cold. Boy, could that girl cheer. She cheered in nursing homes and funeral parlors and empty football stadiums, sucking up negative ions like sweets and handing out smiles like candy. Every morning, she ate cheer for breakfast. When bits of her began breaking, she worried that people would notice, but they never did. What matter a stump for a leg or a wire hanger where an arm should be? Red skirt plus white socks plus pom-pom equal a cheerleader. And that's it. It's so... Wow. Right? It's so quirky and like completely different from what you expect, you know. And it's so complex in that sense. It's It's making... (laughs) It's blowing my mind. I'm getting so excited about it. Okay. Exactly. It's so like... It's like it tickles your brain. Yes. But you just can't scratch the itch because you're not even sure exactly where the itch is. Except that it makes you see this subject of like a cheerleader in a completely different way. So you're like, do I look at... Can ChatGPT do that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes, continue. Yeah, so like... You see, like, suddenly her function, like, do we look at her as a function? Do we look at her like an object? Because she does end up with, like, red skirt plus white socks plus pom-pom Miko cheerleader. So it's like, is she, like, just a person? Is she, like, do we care about her life outside of that? You know, there are, like, all these different questions, I guess, that the story is, like, playing with us, but we don't really know how it's doing it at the same time. But we can still feel it anyways. And I think that's just something that, you know... AI could never produce. Like, you could probably feed this story to AI and say, like, make me something similar. But you're already giving it a point Mm. of reference. I was thinking also, like, it could break down and analyze it for you. But to to bring it out from nothing, that creative... Right? That creativity, basically. So, it just scratches an itch, and I don't know where the itch is. (laughs) Which is so strange, but yeah, I think it's... I think it's amazing. And... I think it's so cool how Irish literature, like, well, I'm still writing a thesis, so I'm not. So she's Irish? Concept- yeah, she's Irish. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all these stories are being produced from such a small country, you know, that is just, you know, on the fringes of your, your mind, you know, you're not really thinking about it like a big place or like a wonderful destination per se. Like, it maybe come- some of you are, but. Yeah, maybe some of you do, but like, it doesn't like immediately hit you, you know, as like one of those. But it's like the unlikely of, of places yeah. bring such Exactly. Beauty. That sort of like leads you with the impression that because the short story is so short, right, you don't have time to get comfortable with the narrative and like form any sort of attachment or relationship to the character that's portrayed. Um, you're sort of like left with this lingering like what just happened you know and then you go back to the short story about because there's not much given to you there so it leaves you with this very profound sense of questioning and lingering that's what makes Irish literature so authentic is that it touches upon you know things that you don't really things that haven't really been given attention to and it provides them with like a voice and spotlights you know which you oh, believe these, that yeah, like AI could, could not themes do. on, you know, like AI, yeah, probably, you know, there's like a thousand different things, like definitions of cheerleaders and like, you know, 
um, community culture, like social events. It can give you a rundown of all the facts and everything, but it could never really portray um, or, like group language and technique and form and content together in like a truly unique way that would leave you questioning and wondering um, about something as mundane or you know something as throwaway as a cheerleader. I guess that's kind of interesting because essentially you're trying to say that AI could never compete with humanity in that sense. Right. These are some nice thoughts. Okay, okay. Nice. So, well, then my next question would be, can traditional literature, can forms of traditional literature potentially provide a solution to reconnect humanity in an age of rapid progression and technological advancement? Do you think that you know, reading books and, and finding joy and something very unique about something as simple as a cheerleader or bus or train or ball or whatever not could be the solution to what perhaps a lot of us may feel like we're losing as AI progresses and stuff. Well, yeah, of course, definitely. Um, ironically enough, uh, contemporary literature does pull uh, from traditional structures of storytelling. Um, well, again, to reference Kathy mm-hmm. Sweeney because I just read the book. <laughs> it's right at the forefront you of my mind. You can see her bias, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hardly, but it's right at the forefront of my mind right now. Um, she has this story literally titled A New Story Told Out of an Old Story as the title. You know, so immediately it's contemporary in the sense that, you know, it's a story told about things happening today um, but again it very explicitly references things that have happened in the past but it does so in a very unique way where she's doing all these things like she's she's starting off with like the traditional you know fairy tale opening once upon a time so and so that kind of thing and you know she has like it's a short story but she has like chapter one chapter two chapter three but again, she she plays with like the form of the stru- and the structure of the of the um, of your expectations, you know, of what a story should be. So, what do you think uh, the role of traditional literature is in addressing societal progression? So, let me put it this way: Can traditional literature potentially provide a solution to reconnect humanity in an age of rapid progression and technological advancement? Well. Interesting question, because we are in a contemporary age in Europe, so we can borrow from like traditional structures, you know, literature, of literature, sorry. And I definitely think that, well, there is something incredible about writing and creating and sharing all these stories um, between, you know, people and communities. Because, yeah, they do have this sense of, um, they do have the capacity, let me just put it this way, they do have the capacity to reconnect people quite literally because, um, well, okay, to go back again, Irish short stories. Well, traditionally, all these short stories, (laughs) all these short stories were already, like, transferred, you know, across, like, families, communities, generations, so... The very bedrock of you know such a modern contemporary genre today is connection and community and you know families it's it will help us like reconnect with humanity again especially you know technology is becoming so prevalent in our lives it's just it's 
making it's unavoidable yeah and it's making our day-to-day like experiences you know more and more artificial and electrical you know and I think there's mechanical. yeah there's going to come mechanical. a time yeah you know there's going to come a time when like you you're just going to want to revert back to um traditional like forms of you know storytelling and like human connection sharing and I think literature and art and you know all these sort of like amazing humanities like they're going to really come to light like really come to light they're going to be really helpful in and helping appreciate people, it more yeah, yeah. Like reconnect again not just like with each other but also like with themselves I think that's really important it's like a cycle yeah it is like you know like like technology is just reaching this plateau you know in like how much it can better our lives our quality of life so to speak that ultimately there's going to be like a return to or like a question of you know what it means to be human how can we reconnect and i think humanity and literature will be really helpful in doing that all right awesome so over to you Riv. so now that you have a lot of food for thought we will also upload the poem that shah discussed today our next episode which is part two will be on where god comes into play in poetry until then Riv and roof i